0: Ever wonder how that beer you're sipping on at a beer festival got there? I mean, sure, a beer distributor delivered it, but you know what happens to that beer between then and the time it leaves the brewery? Believe it or not, a lot. Hi, this is Ryan Hermes, host of the Hop and Vine cast, which is produced on behalf of the Michigan Beer and Wine Wholesalers Association. In this episode, we take you behind the scenes of Michigan's beer festivals, big and small, to see how four of the state's beer distributors keep tabs on hundreds and hundreds of kegs for special events, and how they work with brewers throughout the state to ensure everything goes off without a hitch. I'm standing in an open parking lot next to a minor league ballpark in Grand Rapids. There are tents all around me flapping in the wind, rows upon rows of porta-potties and not many people yet. It's February, it just got done raining, and it's cold. I'm waiting for a truck from Imperial Beverage to show up to make a delivery about eight hours before the start of the Winter Beer Festival. And here it is. Hunter, how much beer is on the truck? I'd love to be able to tell you in ounces, but um, <laughs> barrels, I believe it's uh, 203 <laughs> barrels. Um, we actually still have like some more coming later today, too, actually. More on top of that? Yeah. Like how much more? Just like 10 more, six Okay. Barrels, yeah. So nothing.
1: They're going to run it up in a van.
0: That's Hunter. He's the special events manager for Imperial Beverage, but the beer arriving here is actually at the end of its journey. Let's go back to the beginning
1: we're walking into the K cooler right now so it'll get a little loud. Uh, We actually stage everything in here. So uh, everything for the festival is all kept together in separate bin locations so it doesn't get lost. Uh, Again, a lot of them, if it's a core item, like if it's shorts, Huma, we just pull it out of a normal bin. But if it's one of their specialties or barrel age or seasonals, we actually store it separately, tag it separately and uh, manage it that way. Otherwise, Otherwise, it can easily get shipped out to an account, and then they don't have it for the festival, so. So it's, yeah. fr-
0: it's freezing in here? Yeah. I, uh... how,
1: how cold is this room? So this room is 34 degrees year-round. That's Larry Sicola, and uh, part owner, and my official title is Vice President of Sales and Marketing. My brother Joe and I own it, and he is president, and I'm vice president. At Imperial Beverage. We are standing in the warehouse. Uh, We have about 5,000 SKUs total between beer, wine, soda, and we're actually venturing into the uh, spirits division in just another month, so we'll be increasing our SKUs. Um, Kalamazoo facility is our primary facility. We also have cross-stocking in Livonia and across Stocking in Traverse City. Uh, We cover the entire state. For statewide brands, we have Shorts, Loganitas, Dogfish, Ballast Point, a lot of uh, large national craft brands. And then we also have uh, smaller footprints. Um, So like Atwater out of Detroit, we do for about two thirds of the state. Um, Whereas like Coors, that portfolio we do for three and a half counties. So we have a different footprint for every brand.
0: As for the festival planning, Sokola says you have to
1: start that months before the event. We work very proactive, usually two months out. We're reaching out to all the breweries, making sure they're thinking about it, uh, talking to them about what they're bringing in, what their plans are. Uh, some of the veterans, guys like Bounders and Shorts and Arcadia and people like that, they know exactly what they're planning on doing months in advance. Uh, some of the new guys, they'll go, oh, yeah, when is that? Uh, so they're like, yeah, we're going, but hadn't even thought about it yet. So sometimes it's just getting them to think about it. Um, and it's really their decision. What they're going to bring at the show uh, or at the festival uh, is up to them.
0: So you've talked to the breweries. You've kind of laid out what people are going to bring. What what happens, you know, and, and say hypothetically we're two months out. What happens next in the process?
1: So uh, we start, um, I guess, invoice committing or holding those barrels for them. Uh, All the beer that goes to the festivals comes through a distributor, of course. Mm -hmm. So many times, uh, if it's a specialty beer and they just released it and there's only eight kegs and they wanna save two of them for the festival, we will invoice commit them for the festival months out. That way they don't get sold to another customer or get into the marketplace. Um, Probably one of the biggest parts of it is we have to set everything up in our system. So everything has to be, has to follow normal protocol and normal laws. So every new item has to be set up. uh, And that is rather extensive. We set up uh, packages. Well, there's about 30 different fields in our package setup, including weight, size, everything. So when we ship it, logistically it runs smooth.
0: The admin side of beer festival planning is extensive and while it's probably the least exciting part, it's arguably one of the most important. Equally important is getting the beer to the festival and ensuring it's the
1: right beer. For most of these festivals, we have two semi-loads of beer coming and we have to unload all that, get it to all the different facilities um, or all the different tables. So the really the morning of is really heavy workload. It's running anywhere from 200 to 300 barrels throughout the entire festival site.
0: From Imperial's HQ in Kalamazoo, we head west to
2: chat with. My name is Kyle Klopsik. I'm the brand manager at Westside Beer. My grandfather started in the business 52 years ago, uh, and over the last 52 years we've grown into a company that now has four locations. Services all are part of 14 counties and has just under 400 employees. Um, and about 4,000 retail customers. We don't carry everything in all four houses, but in one house or another, um, we have, you know, large national brands such as, again, AB, Labatt, Guinness, Pabst. Uh, we do Boston Beer, New Belgium, Sierra Nevada, Deschutes. Those are our four largest national uh, craft breweries. And then we carry 12 Michigan breweries. Um, Parent is our largest, um, all the way down to um, our most recent pickup was Austin Brothers out of Alpena, Michigan.
0: When I visited Westside, the cake cooler was packed with beer for both the Winter Beer Fest and Beer Month GR, which could make things a bit tricky when you have two big events happening at the same time. The
2: um, inventory clerk they have to come in here twice a week at a minimum to count the beer. Um, and so you're there, you're going through every pick location and every bulk location. Uh, making sure that the counts in our warehouse management system match what's physically in the location. Uh, that can take, you know, with all the different SKUs we have in here, close to uh, two or three hours. Um, it's, it's a lot. So they certainly wear the jacket and uh, maybe knock out one part of the cooler, take a break, then knock out another part later.
1: My name is Mike Jorgensen. I'm the inventory clerk at Westside Beer Grand Rapids. I do a physical count of the inventory every day and I supervise the guys working on the dock. Really, most of my job is setting it aside here and holding it for when they're actually going to go out. So you're
0: that one guy who makes sure all of that specialty beer gets to the right place? I try the best I can,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, certain times it's more challenging than others, but for the most part, it all works out pretty well.
0: So Mike, coupled with the high-tech computer tracking and analytics, ensures the right beer goes to the right place at the right time. But the sophisticated means to keep tabs on beer, whether it's kegs, six-packs, or cases, extends beyond special events. Here's Klopsik again.
2: At any given time, um, I can get on my computer, Let's, you know, for example, Bud Light uh, suitcases. I can type in the SKU number and I know exactly what location. That product's in. Uh, it's born on date when we received it. Um, it allows us to track things on a much uh, closer basis than we used to be able to.
0: What does that mean then for the customer who's you know shopping for beer at their lo- their local grocery store, or their specialty beer and wine shop?
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, for the the customer, it's you know about making sure that they are getting the highest quality product that they can. Um, you know if. If we did not have that, and we did not have a, a sight line on dates of beer, it's a scary thought, right? You know, stuff getting sent out that maybe, you know, whether it's you know a week out of date or a month out of date, um, our suppliers, hey, Pedro. Um, our suppliers have standards in terms of, you know, the shelf life of their beer, um, and we protect that quality um, and the integrity of their product. And it's more than just shipping the beer out, right? We gotta, you have to have a plan on how you're going to sell through the beer um, and make sure that the consumer is getting it as well before it goes out of code.
0: So it sounds like you guys do more, obviously, than just deliver the beer and try to get it in a good freshness window, but you're also working with your retailers to make sure they can still move the beer while it's fresh.
2: Right, yeah. If there's something that um, we're not going to be able to move prior to it going out of code, um, we'll just have to eat that cost. Um, Because, again, you don't want product out there that's below the the standards of our our suppliers or or ours. Um, In terms of working with the retailers, you know, it's about getting it on display or putting up point of sale. Um, Again, there's a lot more that goes into it than just shipping it to the back room of an
3: account and letting it die there, right? A hop, skip, and a jump away from Westside Beer is Henry A. Fox Sales. My name is Steve Smith, and I manage the craft beer portfolio here at Henry Fox. We distribute to uh, the entire state of Michigan. Um, We've been around since 1952. Um, The Fox family actually had its start back uh, under Fox Deluxe Brewing, uh, which was kind of a prominent uh, uh, beer supplier uh, back pre-Prohibition. After Prohibition, um, while the Fox family did still continue brewing a little bit there was a separation and um, part of the family came up into uh, grand rapids to focus on the distribution of the beer being that there was now a three-tiered system Um, and so um, we are still one of the oldest pabst houses in the united states um, because we held on to that old brand Uh, but we had kind of the old traditional brands of the pabst blatz all the core you know domestic loggers back in the day. Um, we were never a Bud Miller course house or anything like that. But um, um, over the years, we kind of shifted around a little bit and brought on a lot of wine in the '70s, and, and um, so we're still predominantly known as a wine house. Uh, but we've added a lot of a lot of beer, obviously, into it as well. Um, we have about uh, almost up to 50 sales employees now uh, throughout the state of Michigan, uh, and then we also have obviously our, our warehouse crew and our drivers and and kind of extending upon that, so over 100 employees.
0: Smith, who works with a number of craft brewers throughout the state who are draft only, says Henry Fox likes to focus on the days leading up to big events, like Winter Beer Fest, as much as they focus on the logistics of the big festivals. Part
3: of our our goal here and our jobs are to um, promote and build excitement about the breweries we have on board because we have some fantastic breweries that are doing some really fun different things. Um, So to build the awareness of of, what these guys are doing we love to have special events out in the neighborhood and in the community um, whether it be just a, a meet and greet kind of a tap thing uh, where the brewers are there the owners are there and uh, they just get to kind of tell their story a little bit um, all the way up to specialty events where um, you know we'll have a, a lunch or a dinner uh, pairing so i'm curious as a statewide distributor how do you
0: balance resources when you have you know, events that are going on all over the state, and you also have retail accounts to service, and you know, just kind of the balance of of keeping everybody happy.
3: Yeah. Um, well, you know, for our day to day business, like the the retail accounts and the and the bars and restaurants, um, that's handled a lot more by our sales teams. Um, the special events, however, uh, often fall more into my uh, kind of my world, and so I manage um, all the a lot of the delivery, the ordering of the product, um, and um, Many times, I'm actually the guy that's out there delivering. Uh, just this last Saturday, a couple days ago, I delivered to two events uh, that were going on uh, one day license events. And so, um, you know, they're not places to actually have a bar that, that, you know, receives any day of the week. Um, they have the one day to receive the product and have the product gone. Um, So it's kind of an in and out all in one day or sometimes a couple days like the Winter Beer Fest coming up.
0: But that's the name of the game. One-off, specialty-release beers and one-day, two-day or even one-time events.
3: A lot of these breweries are doing very unique things specifically for these events. And so it's not an everyday item. It's not something you can go and even sometimes have at the brewery. Um, So these events are really great opportunities for um, people to just... Have something really unique and really fun and different that they probably won't get to try any place else
0: our final stop is alliance beverage also in grand
4: rapids my name is tim willey i am the craft brands manager here at alliance beverage and i manage uh, all of our craft portfolio and work with our suppliers for uh, goals in the market for craft brands.
0: so can you talk to me and kind of describe a little bit about where we are in the warehouse and, and what we're looking at
4: around us yeah well right now we're looking at towers of beer um Pallets of, uh, of back stock right now is where we are. We're ne- right next to the keg cooler as well. Um, we're about uh, you know a few thousand feet feet behind the the pick area
0: Alliance is a blending of two longtime family-owned distributors in Grand Rapids Kent beverage and BMB beer the two distributors blended together in 2013 and now operate out of an expansive warehouse
4: our warehouse is a, is a really cool kind of hybrid between uh, between automation and, uh, and a lot of human involvement as well the majority of our loads are picked on forks onto um, onto pallets with uh, motorized pallet jacks. Uh, they're manually picking by order, no bulk loading. They're working with an automated uh, by mezzanine system that is, uh, works through a, a software called WMS, warehouse management software, and that software um, Helps measure the size and weight of everything going on to the pallet so that uh, we can correctly pallet wrap and build to order for every single load that we have out there.
0: As for big beer events, Tim likes to plan those out well in advance.
4: We're working with our suppliers, especially myself, with the, uh, the craft side of things for something like Winter Beer Fest, uh, four to six months in advance. Um, you know, we're starting to talk about. Um, you know when these kegs are going to be available? What size uh, format keg? What you know? What package? What uh, what style of beer? What the ABV range is? Pricing, um, and then how we're going to get it here? When we're going to go pick it up from those guys, and uh, and get it in here and slotted, and make sure that the the state has the uh, the proper product codes and it's registered with the MLCC. A lot of paperwork. It sounds like that goes
0: into something <laughs> like this.
4: It is. It is. It's. Um, you know there's a lot of admin work that people don't realize when you're when you're managing a number of different craft brands and and you and you have to you know basically take a few few hundred if not more kegs that you're uh, making sure it's the the right the right kegs are getting to the festival. And
0: Alliance has a system to keep tabs on those hundreds and hundreds of kegs. It's called a keg flow rack and acts much like the shelving of the cold medicine aisle in a pharmacy. Pull one package out and a new one slides forward. Although this is
4: much, much bigger. We kind of had designated zones for different breweries and a lot of times, with the uh, especially in the last five or six years with the one-off kegs coming, coming our way. Um, from different from everyone to be quite honest you know the festival barrels and uh, you know barrel aids this and and all all sorts of different kind of unique stuff which is amazing for the community to be able to try Um, managing that is a is a is a tall task sometimes especially when it comes to festivals where hundreds and hundreds of kegs are making their way out of uh, out of the warehouse back to the parking lot of Fifth Third Ballpark where pallet
0: after pallet of kegs are coming off of a truck in several hours, thousands of bundled up beer lovers will be sipping through funky barrel-aged beers, double IPAs, and imperial stouts. And this plays out on a pretty regular basis on bigger scales and smaller, seemingly every other weekend throughout the year. And sure, that can be a lot of work, but as Alliance Beverage's Tim Willie puts it, it's all worth it to help craft
4: brewers in Michigan and beyond grow and succeed. People don't realize that that distributors are the ones that, that you know set up these festivals, make the signage, make sure the beer gets there, make sure it stays cold. Um, that's our job, and we're happy to do it, and we don't want to be acknowledged for that because nobody is out there drinking Alliance Beverage. They're out there drinking Miller Coors and Bells and Founders and New Holland and, and Dark Horse and, and, and Sierra Nevada and so on and so forth.
0: This has been the Hop Hoppin' Vinecast. I'm Ryan Hermes. Thanks for listening.